Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, January the 9th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty. On today's episode, we are wrapping with Colleen Fosh once again here. But before I kick in, just a quick reminder, this podcast episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know it's the one thing I take every single day. I never miss. If you're somebody who struggles to eat enough fruits and vegetables, and let's be real, all of you guys do, this would be the one thing I would take and throw into your life every single day. Super basic. Grab a pack, rip it, throw it in some water, shake it, and you guys are good to go. 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics and digestive enzymes. Literally is the antioxidant equivalent to eating about 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. And even if you could eat 10 servings of fruits or veggies a day, you'd become a disgusting fart monster and you probably never have sex with your husband or wife and nobody wants that. So Athletic Greens is an easy answer. Still eat real food, but this can supplement around there. Right now, if you guys want to check it out, the site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. We'll give you a year supply of free vitamin D, which you should already be taking, and five free travel packs with your first order. Or if you're on the fence, maybe this is the first episode you've listened to or you've heard me talk about it 800 times. Message us on the website, fill out the contact page, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you guys listen to us, and uh, we'll send you a pack for free. I don't care what state, country, providence you live in, we'll get you a pack on us. You can try it and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. On top of all that, it is easily the the best tasting greens on the planet. We've all drinking much, much worse things, and this this tastes a lot better than that. And um, on the topic, if I had to think about like the worst shot... I've ever had at a bar. Colleen, what is the worst drink you've ever had at a bar? Or you can remember. Oh, um, or one you just think sucks. I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like we, I'll tell, I've told this story before on here, I think. But uh, Irish car bombs are bad. I don't know if that's uh, the correct political term anymore. But uh, that's what we would drink. And I remember being at a bar with uh, two friends of mine. And my one buddy, uh, what was Ferdinand hated? He hated Goldschlager. That's what it was. So if you guys know Goldschlager, it tastes like shit and it has little gold flakes in it. Um, but he hated it so much. I remember he was talking to our buddy Dan. He's like, I would drink two Irish car bombs back to back before I take a shot of uh, Goldschlager, which is really disgusting because an Irish car bomb is so thick. It's basically like a pint of stout with like um, like a fourth ounce of Irish cream the coffee liqueur, and then obviously there's whiskey, and you drop a shot in there, and the longer it sits there, it basically turns into, like, foamy cement. It, but it's like it's drinking like it's drinking a full beer and a shot at once. Like, I'm talking, like, Guinness, like some dark, disgusting shit. And I remember drinking one of those and, <clears throat> excuse me, basically, like, wanting to puke, like, in real time at the bar. So my point is, Athletic Greens tastes way better than that, if you guys yes. want to drink it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have a most hated drink? Uh, it didn't used to be, but I remember a time there was a uh, tequila chased with four loco and that was, that turned out to be a very bad four, combo. Four loco was the, I don't think it's, a, is it around anymore? It's like illegal, right? I, th- or they had a version that was illegal, I believe. Because it was caffeine and alcohol together? Yeah. You could buy like, like a gas station, right? I, I believe so. <laughs> I never, dr- I never had one. I just remember people talking about it. So you drink tequila and then, recommend. and then chase it with the four yeah, loco. Yeah, it was not. It didn't end well. That's um, 
That's pretty bad, too. Yeah. I do remember, um, like everybody in college, you do, uh, like, Edward Forty hands. I've never done that, but I have I've witnessed it. <laughs> yeah, you tape two uh, 40 to each hand, and then you have to drink them both. The problem is, in college, it's probably 100 and – I mean, I was built for that. But uh, at 170 <laughs> pounds, it's a lot of fluid. So, one – you almost want to pee your pants and you have two forties <laughs> taped to your hands, which is a problem. But if you don't drink it fast enough, which I could drink a lot back then, like that I was, my conditioning was on point, but it would take me way longer. So by the time you got to the second 40, it was piss warm, which first of all, like Mickey's ice house or old English is not great anyway, but drinking the second 40 warm definitely was a rough, Ugh. that was a rough go. That's brutal. Things we used to do. Yeah, really. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Um, now I drink like a whiskey or two beers and I'm like asleep in about 45 minutes. It's not good. Um, so welcome, dude. Thank you. You're here. Uh, I'm not going to read your bio because you've been here like 10 okay. times. But for these guys, like, who are you? Like, what are you? Who are you now? Now? Who are Who Who did you used to be? Yeah. <laughs> So I was a collegiate swimmer at UC Berkeley. Um, All American. One, yes. Uh, let's, one, not, let's not not <laughs> mention the most important parts. Yeah. Uh, won two NC2A championships while I was there. Um, and after that, got into CrossFit, went to the CrossFit Games twice, once on a team, once individually. And then about a year or so ago, um, got recruited into – bobsledding, uh, made the U.S. national bobsled team. Um, and that's what I was training for up until a few months ago. And long story short, tore my ACL, um, still rehabbing it a little bit. We're like six, seven months out from surgery right now. And currently, or just started, um, a job as a data analyst, um, which has been awesome. Was in school, um, have a master's in kinesiology and then got a degree in data analytics to kind of pivot a little bit. Um, and yeah, and that brings us to now. <laughs> a lot of life changes there. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we go down the rabbit hole, let's just talk some shit about CrossFit. <laughs> um, I don't mean that like not seriously. Yeah, yeah. Although when BJ Gadur was here, the first 25 minutes of his podcast was just bashing CrossFit. And not because I like, first of all, for everybody listening, I like a lot of principles mm -hmm. from it. There's a lot of great things. Uh, we had a girl here this morning. She comes every Sunday. Um, that's what her normal – she posts it. Is it – I don't know. Is it like – there's like a daily workout of the day website mm -hmm. or something? Yeah. So CrossFit.com, I believe, has like their wad, their workout of the day. Yeah. So she belongs to a box. She comes in here. I mean, she weighs 100 pounds. So she just gets murdered when she's here. <laughs> but super fit. If we do like, you know, body weight stuff, burpees or something, yeah. like she does 100 burpees before I do like 25. It's embarrassing. Um, and like they do so much of that in the programming. I do like a lot of principles from it. I think there's a lot of great things, but there's also a lot of bullshit, um, obviously, in it. But in terms of just since like that's was your world in your life for what like a decade almost yeah i started in 2013 like end of 2013 and then started competing it in it in 2014 and then up until last year so and like the first time i think the first time like i met you in person is in palm springs yeah, yeah, for the Reebok uh, yeah. Summit thing, yeah. And we were, did you film stuff too that day? 
Yeah, I believe um, there was a film shoot that was going on. I don't think I was supposed to be a part of it, but I kind of snuck my way into the well, getting to do some stuff, when, so that was cool. When BJ Gadur is in charge of the men's health yeah. stuff, <laughs> yeah. it goes fucking anywhere. But mm. I remember, like, obviously you're super fit, but you, that was, how, what year was that, like, into, like, CrossFit for you? Oh, man. Do you remember what year that was? I want to say, like, 17, maybe? 16, 17? So, like, two, three years into competitive because you were like a freak, but not like the freak like now or like in your. No, still on the come up. <laughs> yeah. Because what was different? Like your eating was different? Yeah. I think my, I was definitely for sure still figuring out the nutrition side of things. Um, still for figuring out training and stuff. Because um, I, like when I first started competing in CrossFit, I was pretty much, um, I shouldn't say just, but I was just taking the regular CrossFit classes. And then I do some, um, additional stuff on the side. The gym that I went to also had like a level two competitors class. So I would do that once a week. Um, so it was a while before I started having like a legit competitive CrossFit programming that I followed. So I think at that time I was still, uh, I'm not exactly sure what I was following, but yeah. Like how did you, between. Just because, like, and I know we've talked about it before. Like, how did you eat when you first started? Because when I met you, I know I'm going to say this the nicest way possible. No, <laughs> I won't be offended. And you're, well, I know you will be. For the people listening, I'm like, and I think sometimes, like, you can be meaner to dudes than you can to females. At least that's, like, what we do in society, which I don't think is true because my wife is way meaner than I am. But so you were fit, but you became, like, super fit. Meaning, like, your conditioning drastically changed. Like, from I have that yeah. photo somewhere. I look like I'm 12, but it was just crazy. <laughs> now I look old as fuck. That's what the pandemic did to me. But you, like, had this transformation. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you got way stronger, too. Yeah. But you're overall, like, you're more muscular and leaner mm -hmm. years later, which for most people is, like, kind of impossible to do. Yeah. And so when you first started doing that, you're just kind of eating like a normal person. Yeah, so I would say, like, getting into CrossFit, I was... So, in college, I knew nothing about, like, macro breakdowns. I didn't know what, like, macros were. I knew very little about nutrition. Ne neither did I. Um, yeah. So, I like to say, like, for me, I mean, we were swimming, like, six hours a day. So, I was just eating, like, God knows what. But uh, bagels were pretty much a food group for me. Um, Seems... <laughs> so, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of fit people eat bagels. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so going into CrossFit, I knew very little about like how to properly fuel my body and was convinced that in order to like look how I wanted to look or be leaner, I was just going to have to be hungry all the time, which was definitely not the case, No, which is very nice <laughs> to figure out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I would say when I first started getting into CrossFit, I, um, was like, oh, I'll eat paleo. And was eating like almond butter by the jar and all of a sudden was putting on a ton of weight. It was the heaviest I had ever been and I could tell. And how, I was like, how heavy is that? Uh, I mean, now it's probably not the heaviest I've been because um, my body composition is way different now. But I think at the time it was like 172, 175-ish. And you're probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because like, oh, when I was swimming, I was around 155. Okay. And I thought I was huge. I thought I was so 
Like I thought my arms were massive when I was when you're swimming. <laughs> Little did you know. And I didn't want them to be big. I was like, I want them to. I can't wait to be done with swimming so I can have really like small arms. And now I'm like, I get so worried that if my arms are going getting to too small. Yes. Yeah. You didn't know just in like five short years you turned into a freak show. And here we yeah. are. But yeah, so I started to just look more into just gaining knowledge on. Um, like depending on my workouts, what I should be eating, how much protein, fat, carbs, and started actually tracking that for the first time ever, which was super helpful. Um, and I think that played a huge role. And I think also just with getting more competitive into CrossFit, I, when I first started, I very much cherry picked the crap out of workouts. Like if there was a ton of running or a lot of gymnastics like I was like no thanks I just want to lift just play to your strengths basically yeah, yeah. yeah and then I was like well when you show up to competitions like you don't get to cherry pick so no because if you suck at something yeah it's it's very uh apparent so um I think that was the thing like finding more a better more well-rounded programming and I think the added um conditioning and all that stuff definitely helped like the transformation as I went through and did you teach yourself most of the eating stuff, or did you have a coach, or just the people you're hanging out with? No, so uh, way back when I was working with RP Strength, which I just started working with again. Oh yeah. And um, I had a one-on-one -on -one coach, and um, I think also like my teammates at the time, um, or when I was a few years into CrossFit, Molly Vollmer, one of my best friends. Um, she's a badass, and definitely. Yeah, just was like around really good people um, that were very informed and knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. And that helped me a ton. Because there's really nobody that can get to the upper levels of it who don't take everything serious at this point. Because mm -hmm. it's, sure. it's too, I'm sure, you know, CrossFit, like whenever the beginning, I don't want to say the beginning because you can go way back. But let's say even 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you could probably get away with some shit. For sure. Like the games itself was just so different, like as far as overall volume, like how many days and stuff. So it just like the athletes, I think like the schedules, routines, all that stuff just has evolved like with the sport. Well, it's like any sport. Like if you take, didn't the dude, who's the guy, he didn't, he won the CrossFit games or he was just in it? The OPEX guy. Oh, James. Did he win it? Mm-hmm. Like when is that? That was in, I should know this. Uh, I want to say it was the way, first one in 08, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on. Like, yeah. it's like. I think it was one day. Like, a one, yeah. Like, one day of competition. But it's like, it'd be like. If There's a Netflix, uh, or I think it's on Netflix. There's a documentary um, called Every Second Counts. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think, a documentary about that games. Yeah, because I don't, I've, no, I've never met him. It's, is he still over there? They moved locations, but they're still – I haven't been to the new location yet, but they're still, like, very close by, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I remember because Andrew's like – Andrew Connor sent me a message. He's like, do you know this dude? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, he won the CrossFit games. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, no, he didn't. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess he did. But the point is, is like, like every sport, the evolution changes where – I'm sure that guy is a gangster, obviously, in his era. Just mm -hmm. like I'm sure Bob Cousy was awesome for the Celtics like 100 years ago. But you drop him in today's world and, like, LeBron's here. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the what the hell is this, dude? And you've seen, even if I remember like early on when I would watch, like way back, like maybe even like when Rich is first kind of starting and those guys, the progression has changed so much mm -hmm. from like overall people, how much better. 
yeah. basically everybody is, mm-hmm. which is cool to see. Which brings oh, me to, for the, sure. to the point, like, what is what is CrossFit now? Like, what is it going on? I think it's. I think that's a question that a lot of people have right now, um, especially with like we talked about um, Dave Castro getting fired. I think there's a lot of a lot of change going on um, in leadership, and it's going to be interesting um, to see how those changes kind of like trickle down into the competitive season starting up soon. Because I think the open starts in February, I believe. And is it the same as it's always been? Because you did it when the, it was weird. Oh, Remember when that you, year. Yeah. Because you, ma- you made so that it. So <laughs> that was a strange yeah. year. So if I remember right, cause I, you told me the story and it was so dumb. It didn't sound real to me. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You were like, hey, all these people from all these different countries get to qualify, which I'm not against. That's fine. Yeah. The problem is some of them are so bad, they can't even do the like basic workout to start. So they they flew all the way over here, mm-hmm. and like their the base level is not even their PR. Mm-hmm. So like well, I don't forget the event. I think you told it to me, but it'd be like if the deadlift was 185 pounds to start, but this person's PR is 155. Mm-hmm. Well, then they're done. Yeah. Why they're why are they there? Because that's not the fittest people in the world. That's nonsense. So is that how it goes now, or is it different? No. So I think like me and a. I would say, or I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I think me and along with a lot of other athletes that year were mostly frustrated with when, because they implemented cuts because they, the pool of athletes was so much bigger than before. So before it was top 40 athletes, but they changed it that last year or in 2019 um, to start with, I think we started with upwards of like a hundred females. Um, and I think similar on the male side. So you have to cut down because there's just like with space and, you know, you'd be doing like only body weight workouts. Like there's only so many barbells you can have on a field at a time, stuff like that. So they had to make cuts, which I totally understand. And they have been like in last year's game, they still made cuts. Um, and not that I disagree with cuts, but I think where I was frustrated were when those cuts came and like the order of workouts before cuts were made. Um, where I feel like last year, I think last year was awesome. I felt like it was a really well-programmed games. And I feel like before they made cuts, they gave, they had enough events and enough of like different types of events to like accurately be able to make cuts then, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for people who are listening, who, if you don't understand like the format anyway, it'd be like, if let's say you're better at the strength stuff Mm -hmm. than running. Yeah. Fair assessment? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so not that you're bad. Like you, I saw you running on like whatever it was. You had like a weight vest on when you ran your event. Was that right? Or no? Oh, the back. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. such I think I'm, I'm trying, because I remember, because I think they. But yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a backpack that we had to run with. Yeah. So I think Rogue, did Rogue stream it maybe that year or something? Uh, oh, yes. Maybe mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. So if you guys don't understand, like it'd be like you show up and like Colleen's, you know, great at the strength stuff, maybe not quite as good at the aerobic stuff, yet they only do aerobic type events and then she can get weeded out before she can even show like how strong she is, basically what is yeah. happening. So that's where you kind of, what you're saying is it's better because now you can kind of display everything before mm-hmm. you're cutting people away who yeah. might actually be super fit. They just wouldn't be able to show it early on if they got cut. 
Right. And like, I think it should be, which I feel like it was last year. It should be well-rounded. Like I'm also saying, I mean, I would love all strength events, but that's not a good representation of, you know, a CrossFit games winner either. Like it shouldn't be all lifting and then you cut and now it's all this endurance stuff. So I think last year they did a really good job of having a better blend and more events before they made cuts, which was cool to see. And I guess their the goal would be if I'm looking from the outside, like to run it like a normal sport, like a business mm-hmm. where I don't know the background, like you've obviously been in it forever, but like the NFL, like mm-hmm. they don't fuck around. Like it's the NFL mm-hmm. and the NBA. And I'm not saying CrossFit is that I go, but if you want it to be a legit sport, there has to be this like structure. Yeah. And where people know what they're getting into and mm-hmm. you run it like, like, I hate to say like a corporation, but those are the guys who do it the best, like Major mm-hmm. League Baseball, NHL, like they all have a protocol to follow. Maybe that's kind of the direction it goes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait out. and see. <laughs> if you were just, for people who listen, who like, they love it, they're just, yeah. but they're not, you know, because what, what place were you the one year? Like 20th or something? I think 27th, maybe. So like of all the people on the planet, that's you. Mm-hmm. The 27th fittest person. But really... You could be even, it could be even higher, maybe, or could be lower, right? Yeah. Like it just depends. Like, 100%. You yeah. couldn't show your stuff and who knows. But yeah. regardless, like, you're the zero 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 point one percent But for the average person who's listening, male, female, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. they love it. Like, what do you suggest for them? Like, if they, you know, or they're thinking about doing it or there's a box in their community, is there any, like, just basic flat? line advice you'd give to them or things like, Hey, look out for this or do this, or here's Mm -hmm. how I'd approach it. I would say, um, I was really lucky. Like when I first started CrossFit, I think, um, at least for me, because I loved the lifting stuff so much, I think it's easy to just want to throw a bunch of weight on the bar. And I think it's important to wherever you go, kind of check your ego at the door. Um, cause I think when anyone's first starting CrossFit or even if you've been doing it for a long time, there's always going to be stuff that either you've never done before or you're still working on. And I think it's, um, and I say this like kind of checking in with myself, like I'm super competitive. So when I go into a CrossFit class, like I want to win <laughs> and, but I also know that like, yeah. Going. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's also about moving well with good technique, like full range of motion reps, that kind of stuff. And like, that's going to get you further and healthier in your, whatever your CrossFit career looks like. So I think it's just important to, again, like humble yourself a little bit sometimes and not get too caught up with like, be competitive. That's fun, but not get too caught up in what other people are doing. Like stay within you, if that makes sense. No, a hundred percent. That's what we tell everybody here. Like we, we do these workouts here with these guys on Sundays, but everything is safe as humanly possible Mm -hmm. where, can you hurt yourself on a salt bike? I mean, I guess if you like hit your head on the handle or something <laughs> oh like, God. which I've seen people do here. Um, I've actually seen people when they're skiing, um, who get super tired. Um, Oh, I've hit my head on the monitor, monitor. before. Yeah. Yep. I it's, get really into it and I just, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys can say more vertical than that, that would be helpful, uh, to you. But we, we do the same thing here where it's like, Hey, you know, and we will let everybody scale too. So if it's like plate carries or something like yeah. grab something lighter and right. just do, well, you can do. I think for most of you guys, it's probably the, the safest route. And also for you, though, like when you started, you already have this background built. Mm-hmm. And that's where I don't think a lot of people understand. Like if you don't have this layer of like conditioning or 
strength. Like even before you walked into a box, you'd already been Olympic lifting at some point or like some kind of strength. A little training. bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you'd been doing some form of squatting or mm-hmm. pull-ups or push-ups and swimming, obviously at the highest level in college, like, you know, winning championships where a normal person who just comes in like, well, I played high school volleyball. Now I'm 28 and I want to do CrossFit. It's a big leap for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't have like the background built for a lot of that stuff. So take it slow, everybody. Yeah. Um, so to ask this, and we'll go down the rabbit hole here. So last day I saw you here mm-hmm. uh, was April 30th of last year. It's just I'm getting the, all the years mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, because you were in the whole bobsled mode, like right. full force. Or was that tw- – did you say it was 2020 or 2021? It had to be 2021. Okay, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, then it was last year. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because I can't – because like how many times have you been on this podcast? Like 10? <laughs> yeah, this is like your 10th – this is the 10th episode. Yeah. Uh, you're basically a co-host uh, at this point. <laughs> so I see you April 30th. You're like in the full bobsled, bobsled mode, transmission yeah. mode. And then uh, let's break it down. Yeah. What happens shortly after that? Yeah. So, yeah. So, April, May, uh, pretty much, I guess, like a month afterwards, I uh, I tore my ACL. Um, so, the plan was, so, we had, I competed in some races in bobsledding earlier that year. Um, and the goal was to, so kind of like the first step in the Olympic qualification process for bobsledding is the push championships that happens in Lake Placid, New York. And so that was like during my off season, what I was gearing up, um, to compete in. Um, and yeah, uh, my ACL had other, other plans. So let's walk us through the, uh, how you're being such a badass and tore your ACL. Yeah. This great story. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was telling you earlier, um, so I was going to visit my boyfriend in California, um, was super excited. Like first time I had, or I mean, I've been to California many times, but first time I'd been like with him to meet his family to go to the gym, he goes out, I was super pumped. And, um, within hours of me being there, uh, we go to train. I was re-racking a push jerk. Like I've done hundreds and thousands of times. And for and these guys who are listening, like. Break it down. Yeah, what, is, yeah. what does that look like? So push jerk, you're essentially just taking the bar from your shoulders to overhead by essentially like jumping it up there. And I was re-racking, meaning I was bringing the bar back down to my shoulders in, in order what? to do another one. How much weight are we talking? Uh, 250. 250 pounds. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's fucking heavy, bro. Yeah. But something I've done before. I, yes. I'm, not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's just 250. That's still just. weight. <laughs> It's just like, 250, you guys. But it's definitely something that I've done for reps before. Uh, not like 10 reps, but I've, I've re-racked this weight before. So It'd be like if I came in here and was like, hey, I you know, basically crippled myself because I picked up 300 pounds off the floor. Yeah. Like I've done it a million times. It's not hard. It's not complex, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you re-rack it and... Yeah. So the second it hit my shoulders, um, felt my knee uh, kick in just a little bit, which is again, like super strange. Cause I normally don't have like issues like squatting or whatever with my knees caving in. Um, and immediately felt like a pop slash snapping noise and just fell to the ground. Um, and a lot of F bombs were coming out immediately. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I honestly, it's, it was a weirdest sensation because um, I thought I had like dislocated my knee or something. It just felt definitely nothing like I'd ever experienced before. Um, I thought we were just going to, I hadn't looked at my knee yet. I thought we were just going to get to like snap it back in place. Just pop it back in place. Yeah. Um, that was not the case, unfortunately, though. No. Uh, I couldn't put any weight on it immediately. It didn't swell a ton. Um, uh, but, but enough that I was like, okay, something's really wrong and I can't walk on it. So this is not ideal. So, um, flew back the following day, got an MRI, found out it was a full tear. Um, and then kind of just reality started setting in of, um, you know, bobsledding this year and stuff like not being, um, and you know, the possibility of trying to qualify for Olympics was pretty much out the door. Cause when is it, when do they, I just saw a commercial the other day. Like, mm-hmm. when is the Olympics? When does it roll? Uh, it starts beginning of February. I forget the exact date. So, real quick here. Yeah. And then the next one would be, like, four years Yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. And you'll be, like, damn, you'll be almost old as me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not – I don't know – I don't know the ages of a bobsled shit. Can you be older and do it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I – It's not like, you know, playing in the NBA. It's like you can still – Right. Yeah, I mean, like, um, one of the pilots um, that er, is on Team USA, she's 38, I believe, and crushing okay. it. Yeah. Like, has a kid. Yeah, so she's... It can yeah. be It can be done. Yes. Um, I don't want to gloss over this, but you do have a video, or you had a video. I had your... a video. So I was filming, like I film a lot of my lifts, um, and I... I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was a curiosity part of me that was like, oh, I kind of want to see like exactly how this happened. But it felt so awful and it like just the idea of it made me want to throw up. So like once I got my phone, I immediately like deleted it, deleted it out of the trash. Like I was like, this is gone forever. I don't want to be able to relive it. Yeah, definitely not. Which is crazy because we're talking like right before we start recording um, if you guys remember Dr. Stacy Barber, um, physio fix was obviously on the podcast. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just bad luck coming on here. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, now I'm now I'm really starting to question. It's your fault. I'm just, no, I have someone to play. Yeah. I'm just waiting for like BJ to, BJ to drop oh, now, or somebody. Um, but she was on here and she had filmed it. Um, she ruptured her Achilles, like the full thing running up a warp wall. Mm-hmm. It's odd because I've, there's a been a couple people now that I've talked to who've done that, like at those, I don't know if they're like American Ninja Warrior type gyms or something, mm-hmm. but there's been a couple dudes who, uh, not Achilles, but like calf tears and different things running up though. Cause a, like we are not 14 anymore. Right. We're bigger and older. I'll make sure never to do one of those ever again. Now. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't, I mean, it looks cool, but now I'm like obviously mortified, but she had yeah. filmed hers put it on an Instagram clip and then actually slowed the video down so you can mm-hmm. see it in real time, which is pretty actually disgusting. I don't <laughs> think I could, I don't think I could live through the video again. I'd want to share it to like, just be like, Hey everybody, like in like send some positive message, but I'd be so fucking pissed. There's no mm-hmm. way I could. Um, and then the fact that I'd watch it and be like, did I need to even do that? Yeah, and exactly. You can't live in that space because then I wouldn't do anything. Because I guess but it's hard, necessary. like the guilt of it, like like if you just did two me, two like twenty five, would it yeah. have been fine? Which I did leading up to it. I could have just been like, oh, that's it for today. And but it's like, but nope. 
But you can do that every day you leave your house. Like, well, if I would have missed this stoplight, that guy wouldn't hit yeah, me. Yeah, no, you can't play that game. It's just <laughs> you go crazy. Yeah, exactly. But did, like, did you do that a little bit? Oh, 100 yeah. percent. I uh, it took a long time to. Um, I, I'm still not like okay with it. <laughs> you know. It still like wasn't fun experience. Um, it's frustrating for sure. But I think I feel. Like, at peace with it. Like, it sucks, but, like, I learned from it. Um, I'm happy with where I'm at now. Um, and I honestly thought it was going to take a lot longer to be in this place. Um, so I'm happy that I got to it a little quicker than expected. Well, yeah, because you'd mentioned before, you're like, well, I had a moment where, like, I thought it was, like, fake. Like, where I oh. wish I could just rewind mm-hmm. the time to go back. Yeah. And just, like, not have done the lift. Yeah. But again, it's something you've done. You were going to do it anyway. Yeah. Whether it was that day or the next day. Yeah. It was right. Yeah. It was just tough. Like that night, like you're saying, I went to sleep that night thinking I'll wake up and there's just no way this happened. Like, like no way. This is fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting because like in my, for my master's, like I remember a few years ago, like writing papers about ACL tears and stuff and thinking like, Man, I'm so glad I'm not in sports where that's like a problem. <laughs> and like here I am. <laughs> like this is a life. Oh, but I found a way. <laughs> like it's just yeah. But I think that was and part of me um you know like when I hurt or had shoulder surgery, I definitely wasn't super I would say I wasn't like sharing about it as much. And this time around I decided to just be like super open with like that I tore it, like the motions I was going through, all that stuff. And um, I think what's been, not that I uh, enjoy that me or other people are tearing their ACLs, but like the conversations I've had with other people, like who follow me or I've just met about like them going through the same thing and not feeling like as alone and stuff like that. Like that's been really cool. And uh, just to see like, you know, we all kind of feel that same way, like after something like this and like, it's just kind of part of it. Well, yeah, because you have to be just, like, sad as shit. Yeah. Like, right away. Mm-hmm. Like, how, you're like, the maddest you've ever been. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. And just, like, if I could just wake up and, like, it be healed. Mm-hmm. I'd be, my life would be way better. Right. And that's the two things, like, I'm obviously not 14 anymore, so I think about these things now, and I never used to. Well, shit, I never even used to stretch. Like, mm-hmm. I just, like, get up in, like, Randy Moss style. Just oh, like, for sure. I'm good, Warm-ups weren't a thing. I was yeah, like, yeah. like, warm-ups would be, let me grab a basketball, um, do a couple layups, take some shots, and I'm like, I'm yep. ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, or as a, when in my in my early bro days, just walk into the bench press, load that shit up with some nice. plates, and I'm like, <laughs> acclimation sets, everybody. Yes. Um, it is a type of warm-up, kind of, but it's fucking stupid, too. Yeah. Um, and now I think when I do stuff, I do mobility all the time. Mm-hmm. I try to be mindful of all the connective tissue and just moving dynamically in a slower range of motion before I go crazy. Cause like, mm-hmm. it'd be like, if you woke up out of bed and a lot of people do this when they go to the gym and it's really stupid. It's like, if you just woke up and then you tried to sprint down your street as fast as possible, right after getting out of bed, it's like taking, you know, almost like frozen rubber bands mm-hmm. and like in pulling on the ends of them. It's not as extreme, but it's pretty dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you do all the normal stuff and obviously it can still happen. And the two things I do think about, and this is God's honest truth, is like I think the Achilles would be the worst. And I think the ACL is probably two. 
Mm. Quad tendon has got to be like might be oh. in between there, but those three, mm-hmm. because the recovery takes like the longest time usually. Um, so when you you do it in April or in May, mm-hmm. when is it, when do you how uh, close after do you have surgery? About a month later. So I had surgery June fourth. Um, so and that's what it just takes a couple hours. Uh, yeah. So basically like once it happened, I was like, all right, like sign me up tomorrow. Let's get this thing fixed. And they're like, it doesn't work like that. Cause they got a lot of, it swells, right? Yeah. So they wanted swelling to go down and they wanted me to get, um, to full extension before they, um, fixed it. Cause you couldn't even bend your leg. Yeah. I could not move it. I couldn't straighten it. It was really, really painful. So um, what do they put you in? Like, uh, after, or just, yes. I just put like an ace bandage around my knee <laughs> and I was on crutches, hey, so I couldn't move it anyways. Drank some whiskey and rubbed fucking dirt on it. No, no but eventually, like, as I started to walk, I had like essentially a knee brace with like some supports on the side, okay, yeah. but like more like a knee sleeve with like some supports. Um, but basically like, which I think helped a ton was me and my coach, um, decided to start rehabbing my knee as if I weren't going to get surgery, like leading up to surgery just to improve how like the recovery post surgery. Yeah. So like, what would you do? Uh, I mean, so first it was just getting range of motion, which was incredibly painful. painful. Um, getting off of crutches was a huge one. Like just being able to walk normally. So again. so the ACL is still torn yeah. and then you're, progressing to just walk on it yeah without it yeah you had a full is a full tear yeah okay um biking was a huge one too like getting enough range of motion so i could actually cycle on a bike oh yeah um so that was good um getting back to like just air squats and stuff doing some wall sits that type of stuff um and then yeah and then had the surgery um i did a hamstring graft so they took from a hamstring to um, how does it, cause it's, what's the options cadaver? So the options are, uh, patellar tendon, uh, hamstring cadaver and quad potentially. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Why, why did you go that route? Or do they, so, what's the, is there a difference? I'm yeah. Sure so I guess like depending on what you're trying to do post surgery, what sport you play, like they said, if I was in, um, or in football or soccer or anything like that, they'd probably suggest patellar tendon. Um, and yeah, it's tough because I thought I was going to go in being like, okay, what's the best option? They're like, well, it depends. Like, and so it's tough because, so I just had a lot of conversations with my surgeon, with my coach and hamstring was just the best solution for me. Um, so they go into your hamstring. Yeah. I still have to watch. I've been meaning to do that. I, I want to watch videos on like how they do that. So they actually take it. My scar is here, like below my knee. Yeah. And that's where they go in to get part of my hamstring tendon, which what? is, yeah, which is gnarly. It seems, <laughs> it seems made up. Everybody. Yeah. Well, so what was hysterical was when I first woke up from surgery, Felt nothing in my knee, but my hamstring hurt so bad. Like, I'm waking up and I'm like, I need something for this pain. <laughs> and was convinced, like, I, I hadn't asked where my scars would be, or like, especially for my hamstring. I just was convinced that the scar to get my hamstring, part of my hamstring, would be on the back of That's my leg. That's what I'm picturing too, yeah. Right. And so 
you know, it was a few days before I could take all the dressing and stuff on um, and have like the incisions exposed and whatnot. So I'm like taking it off. My mom's there with me. And I'm like kind of pumped to see this like massive scar on the back of my leg. And I'm like using my phone to look. Nothing. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and that's the thing that hurt the worst. Yeah. That's Which crazy. I mean makes sense because that's where they took it from. But like I just thought that the incision was going to be there and not in the front of my leg. Which was just funny. I'm so confused how anything. Well, we have a friend. He does a, a medical device and it's okay. a cervical spine. Okay. And like I'm an idiot. So I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, they just lay on their back and they go in through the front for a lot of the stuff. And I'm like, yeah. what? He's like, yeah, it's just easier that way. Yeah. Because I'm like a, you know, I'm a fucking caveman. So I'm like, well, they just flip them on their back. They cut up on their back. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 bro. <laughs> no, they yeah. don't do this. I'm like, that's yeah. why I do fitness, obviously. <laughs> so that's how long does it, the hamstring take to heal then? So that's like still in process. So like essentially my coach was like, you're going to be essentially like rehabbing your knee along with, it's almost like I tore my hamstring kind of thing. So we're like rehabbing it as if. And what is the, if they did a cadaver, like what's the, people don't like to do that? Uh, so I guess like, I mean, I've known people that have been like around my age and have done that, but I guess they said like, because I'm still young ish, like that that's not the best way to go because sometimes your body doesn't take well to it because it's somebody else's yeah so um so that's kind of like why i went so like if i was like 10 plus years older maybe that would be like or something i would think in you more but or if you weren't you you're just like yeah because i mean sometimes i guess they go in there and the hamstring there's like not i could be totally butchering this but like there's not enough or like it's not big enough or whatever and they can't so, like, I was almost like, do I have to pick, like, a second option just in case? Yeah, like a back once but, I get in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, the hamstring worked out well. Uh, still happy I went with that. Um, but, yeah, that's been definitely a major part of the process, too, is just building back up hamstring strength. So, so you get the surgery done. They send you home yeah. same day. And how soon after do you start? Like, I mean, are you in pain every day or no? Yeah. So... Um, like just doing drugs all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and it sucked because sleeping was really difficult. Um, I'm a side sleeper. So like sleeping on my back, just, I absolutely hate. That's the worst. Um, so, and I was just really uncomfortable. So sleeping was just kind of all over the place. My appetite was also like, I just wasn't hungry. Um, so, yeah, it, it wasn't great, which sucks, too, because, like, sleep, you know, is crucial for recovery, and I, like, could barely sleep, sleep. so I'm like, this is not not working that well. And that's, what, like, a couple weeks? Yeah, you know, I have uh, something I committed to doing was, which I'm really happy I did this time around with this surgery, like, as opposed to my shoulder, was I have, like, in my phone, just in notes, I have a what I call a knee journal. So, like, every day, I just put, like, how I was feeling, what I did. And it's pretty cool because I can now look back and be like, oh, that day I was super pumped. I was walking with one crutch and then I was no crutches. Um, so I forget exactly how long it took me to get like back to walking and stuff. But it was honestly sooner than I thought, which was really cool. And like the journal idea, that was yours or somebody gave it to you to say, hey, like. Uh, just for me, because I think, you know, I remember going into my shoulder surgery again, like extremely mad and frustrated and I remember someone telling me like hey it might be a cool idea just to document like your milestones along the way 
just to be like, oh, the first time you did a push-up again and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I was just, I wanted it to be over. I didn't care. I was like. Young. You were young, <laughs> immature. <laughs> fuck you, dude. I don't need to listen to your shit. And, the, and this, what was the, what was the, I remember you told me before, what is yeah. the shoulder one you did? Uh, so I had a torn rotator cuff. My uh, supraspinatus was 80% torn just from overuse um, from swimming. So, but you knew it was, you just knew you had to do it and you kept putting it off or no, I, uh, so it had been hurting since like high school. Um, and then in after regionals in 2016, um, missed going the games by two spots and, Like, my left shoulder was nagging. It wasn't, I think, because it had progressively gotten worse. Like, my body had learned how to move and, like, strengthen certain things around it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it wasn't like, oh, I can't lift my arm over my head and stuff. But, like, it would just feel kind of shitty and pinchy during certain movements. And I was like, okay, for peace of mind, I'm just going to get an MRI so I can properly figure out what's going on in there and, like, rehab my way out of this. Yeah. and got the MRI and they were like, if you want to continue what you're doing, like it's like surgery is probably the best way to go. So that's what we did. And how long so. does that one take recovery? Uh, So I was in a sling for, I want to say like almost three months, maybe. And um, then there's PT after that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, But I did. So I got surgery on that like end of September that year in 2016. And then I competed the following year at the games in 2017 on a team. So we definitely like. That's crazy. That was, yeah. That's it really, felt like an eternity, but it. That's it, really. Well, yeah. I have a guy here. He's basically, I feel like it's been like a year. And he had to go in. They had to go and clean up twice. I think it was mm. rotator cuff too. But for some, and he went to a ton of PT. But for some reason, it just was like still kind of jacked. Yeah. And now he can finally, I mean, this is a grown, this dude, he's strong. But now he's doing like push-ups on a 24-inch box. Jeez. Because it's like. He hasn't been able to basically do oh, any yeah. vertical or overhead pressing. Now I think his range of motion is it's getting – I mean, uh, anterior-wise he can go up, but it's yeah. like the lateral. It's like it gets stuck like here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like frozen shoulder or whatever it turns into. Yeah. Which sucks too. No, for sure. But, yeah, the journal, I this time around, I kind of just wanted to do it for myself. Um, and, again, I think that stuff like you think you're going to remember like those – like days of like, you know, you first do an air squat again and all this stuff, but I think you just kind of forget. And I think it's just cool to, especially on days, like I've literally used it on days where I feel super, super frustrated where like there was a day that I had to just call it for the day because my knee just wasn't having it and cleans kind of felt shitty. But like there was a day where like just to be able to like pick up a barbell, like I would have been like, in tears like because I was so happy to do that so it just like puts things into perspective and just like remembering yeah just like the little things well I think I mean obviously I'm not a medical person but that's probably a good idea for anything yeah like on a journey especially when you have to start back from zero or day Mm -hmm. one now it's cool because we have these phones and stuff and I remember when I saw yours the first time like I felt so shitty for you like you're like oh I tore my ACL and I'm like damn dude yeah like your whole life is fucked <laughs> uh, in a most positive way i can say yeah. that i don't mean like your life but i know yeah but it uh, yeah i know how important it is to you like you're not you're you're me but leaving mm-hmm. like probably crazier or f- comparable in weird ways like it w- it's what we do 
Mm-hmm. It's when, pe- when people from the outside don't understand, like, you're the average gym goer. Like, you go work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the weekends, like, you drink booze and fuck around, which is totally fine. That's a healthy lifestyle for you if you're happy. That's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is programmed out. Even your rest days are programmed out. Yeah. To have stuff done inside. Like, there is no real day where we don't do something. Yeah. Like, even it's like, hey, I'm going to foam roll, do mobility. I'm going to hike. I'm going to do... There's right. always a protocol. And now it's like... And for you... And maybe, like, you can be old as hell in the Olympics. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, like, that was your – you had this kind of chronological plan. And, mm-hmm. like, there's only so much time we have mm-hmm. to do things. And I see yours, and I'm like, God, that sucks, dude. Because it mm-hmm. would suck for me. And I'm not trying to qualify for the Olympics. <laughs> so I was just like, I felt terrible for you, yeah. honestly. But it was cool that you would show some of the stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's how I'm coming back. And you were doing – I don't want to, like, gloss over the rehab stuff because we'll yeah, talk yeah. about it. But I remember, like, you doing – Maybe it was like pull-ups or something and your leg is like still wrapped yeah. and you probably can't even hardly walk. Yeah. But I'm like, that's to go and show people like you can still do so many things. For sure. Even when life kicks you in the nuts, basically. Yeah. So the rehab, um, after you, how long until you start that after like the day you have surgery? Like PT and stuff. Uh, A month? No, I would say we started like relatively quick. I mean, and PT as far as... So the thing was, like, and obviously not pushing it enough where, like, you're going to cause any um, re-injury or anything. But, um, like, my coach was very adamant, and I'm very thankful to have him through this process, um, was that he was like, we got to get this thing, like, moving as soon as possible. Like, as soon as we can, starting to work on flexion and extension, um, just so you don't lose that moving forward. So, yeah, like, I couldn't go in there and start doing, like, you know, single leg, RDL, like, stuff like that um, that I progressed to. But we just started doing, like, um, even just propping my leg up, like, on a yoga block and, like, literally just letting gravity, like, kind of weigh my knee down to get it to full extension. Like, that was part of my, probably one of my first, like, PT things was I had to do that for 10 minutes twice a day. I didn't start this right away. but just sit on the floor. I would just lay on the floor. Yeah. Elevate it with like, well, actually first I started literally with just a rolled up towel before I got to like a yoga block. Yeah. And it was awful. (laughs) I hated it. Yes. It was horrible. Now imagine Um, like you go from basically putting 250 pounds over your head for reps to putting your foot on a fucking yoga block and Uh you're dying. Yep. Like, I don't, is there a bigger regression? I mean, like, right? Like, you basically are like this super freak, like, human that's doing things no one can do. And now it's like you're doing shit like grandmas do. Mm-hmm. That's gnarly, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I hated it and then, very much. So, you're doing that stuff. And then there's, do you have so many PT sessions, like, a week? Or is there a protocol you go through? Uh, So, I was pretty much going in every day. Whether it was, like, to work on stuff like that um, or even start doing... So a big thing was getting into be able to do hot cold tubs for contrast just to get like swelling down um, and just like some of the fluid out of there. But when I first got there, you know, I'm selling crutches. I couldn't get in and out of tubs. (laughs) So that was like a big deal when I could get in and out of the tubs on my own. Um, Because we didn't want me to like slip and fall. And then here I am like tearing something else. Tear the other ACO. Right. Um, So... Uh, yeah, so we do like some body work on it. Um, 
And like before I could get in a tubs, like we'd use, you know, like heating pads and ice to like kind of mimic the contrast on my knee. Um, but yeah, so I'd pretty much be in there every day. And honestly, like even if I didn't have a ton to do, it was just nice for me to have some form of like normalcy, you know, of like, oh, I'm going to the gym today because I couldn't do anything else. I was just like, I still had school and stuff to do, but I'd just be like in bed all day. Well, You're trapped. Like, this sucks. <laughs> when did you start doing other like accessory work like around it? where you're doing maybe some upper body stuff uh, in training, even though your knee is jacked. So that we actually started, um, like the first day I went into the gym after having surgery, which I think was like maybe three, four days after. Okay. um, I just did like, basically my coach took me through like a very light upper body session. So I just sat on a table and he would hand me some dumbbells. I'd do some presses um, like some curls type stuff. Yeah. And then I'd like lay on the bench, do like some very like mellow type ab core workouts or, uh, exercises. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like right away, that was nice because it just felt like I was doing something. Um, and like right after I tore it, like the video you're referring to, um, when I got back here after the MRI, I knew it was torn. Um, like my first workout back was, I think it was 10 rounds of 10 dips and then six pull-ups. And so I just did that. Like there was tons of, and that was a good reminder. Like I think back to my shoulder, I was so caught up in everything I couldn't do. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, and this time around I was like, I, I got to switch up my mind. There are still many days where I was like, fuck, fuck everything. This. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I was like, there's still so many other things I can do. And I could tell that like just my mood, my energy levels, even like how my leg felt, like if I got my body moving, even if it's just my upper body, like it just really helped, I think, like mentally and physically a ton. Well, I do think they say like even if you're working the opposite leg, yeah, it helps – the other leg not mm-hmm. atrophy as much because you guys are moving through space yeah. i'm sure there's a, a scientific term and i just fucking murdered it but <laughs> it's probably fine because i'm thinking to myself if i if i did it and i don't know do they give you a timeline like hey here's your surgery don't go do anything until this day just take it easy for a week and then you can mm-hmm. kind of ease into it or do they just say hey i think it's very dependent on like who you're working with as a PT and I would say that like the surgeon has an idea of that but like I very much went off of like my coach my PT was saying um because I think like he like he knows me better he has a very good not saying the surgeon like didn't understand what I was trying to get back to but how many people does the surgeon see like you well the thing is actually the surgeon used to be the doctor for the sons Oh, so he's these freaks. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, which I felt really good about. I was like, okay, you've seen this so many times. So. Yeah. From <laughs> and that was a big thing, humans, too. Yeah. I was like, I really want to find someone who, and that's the thing, though. I think finding a great surgeon and, because you can't just get the surgery and then be like, oh, I'll figure this out. Like, no. I mean, I know for me, like, I would not be where I am right now if it weren't for my coach. So same thing when I did my shoulder. Like, there was no way I was going to just figure it out on my own. So that's super important just to have that plan. And I think, too, we talk here, obviously, in, in theory, but I believe, again, if you're like, if you hurt something, like, what's the, depending, on obviously, the injury and the surgery, what's the better option, like, upper body limbs or lower body limbs? And I'm thinking on the top of my head, I'm like, other than, like, work, sh- I would, none of it is good. Mm-hmm. I, knock on wood. For sure. It never comes this way. But 
I'd rather like have it be upper body, I think, because you can still squat and lunge and like do that stuff. Yeah. Where obviously, like, I couldn't type and do whatever, but I could like give a shit, like, we'll yeah. figure it out. But it's the not being able to, you can't lateral shuffle. Like, you can't, there's no, yeah. even if your stuff is jacked, like, you can hook a sled to your body mm-hmm. and you can pull it and you can push right. it with your lower extremities. But if you can't squat or lunge, man, like, it's, that would suck mm-hmm. big time. For sure. It's bad either way. Yeah. I mean, they have like, I remember with my shoulder, I hated that I like couldn't do my hair. Like I'd ask people to put my hair in a ponytail <laughs> for me. And I was like, this is just horrible. That is, it's all bad. Yeah. Like, it all, it hinders. And I always wonder like, what was it like 150 years ago? Oh gosh. Like you tore your ACL <laughs> and you're on the range. Like, sorry, dude. Yeah. Like Oregon Trail. Like, this leave right. it behind. Yeah. Like, fuck it. You know. Bye. Colleen's, yeah. Colleen's done. <laughs> We're going to go hunt for buffalo. See you guys later. Yeah. Like, it is a miracle that we can come. 100%. And be so. And so, what month are you in right now? Uh, So, almost like six months after surgery. A little over. So, you, I don't want to. I'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. Because that's six. I remember, you're probably not old enough. Like, when uh, Miami's playing Ohio State in the national championship, Mm -hmm. college football, Willis McGahee, like, gets his leg just, like, bent all the way back. Full ACL. I mean, ACL just gone. Uh, And, obviously, I think he took out an insurance. I mean, he ends up playing in the NFL anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, after a ton of years, makes a shit ton of money. I remember he took out an insurance policy. I think it was, like, a million bucks at the time, which, you know, 20 years ago was a lot of money, I guess. (laughs) And uh, But I remember him doing, like, back squats. With 225, like, six months later. Like, just reps. Like, mm-hmm. it looked perfect. I'm like, yeah, dude, he's built different. Um, <laughs> this is something else here. But it, to be a half a year later and be able to do stuff is kind of the progression. So you can do a lot of things now or no? Yeah. So I'm I'm running again. Not for, like, long distances. Like, working more on, like, strides and, like, progressing to sprinting and stuff. Um, back to jumping. Like, doing a lot of, like jumping off two feet, landing on one type of stuff. Um, and then back to squatting with weight, um, back to cleans, just cleaned uh, 209 pounds for two the other day, which was really cool. It feels fun. Um, yeah. Like hamstring, like, your hamstring's good, ACL's yeah. good. It was like when I first started cleans again, it felt – so next week I'm progressing to squat clean. So I've still only been like power snatching, power cleaning – um, when I first started cleans again, my feet would land, like my right foot would be, uh, in front of like my left. So I was like really lopsided. So it was just like my body figuring out how to move again. I think there's still a part of my body that's trying to, even though it's good to go for these movements, it's still like, you know, apprehensive in a way, which makes sense. Um, but no, yeah, that felt really good. So that's awesome. And when you're squatting, you're back squatting, split squatting? What's the... Uh, like everything. <laughs> um, so back squatting, front squatting, um, a lot of uh, split squats, like a lot of knee over toe split squats, which I'd never done before, which I'm finding are really good for both of my knees. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Well, who's yeah. the dude, the knees over toes guy? Yeah, yeah. Like that's like his jam. But right. And people would always have prescribed that like ideology like oh you can never do this i'm like no bro 
like you can put your knees over yeah, your toes. Have right. You, if you watch an adult ever try to squat down, their heels are eight inches off the floor. Their right. knees are way the fuck over the toes. Like yeah. it's a natural progression. Even the things like walking backwards, they say. Like for knee yeah. health, like these really basic patterns. Oh, sled walks have been like a game changer for me. Which in... so simple to do. Yeah. For anybody. Right. Yet we teach people 19 different exercises and we don't <laughs> teach them that. Like we've done a disservice to people. I'm sorry. Everybody <laughs> in fitness. It's just the truth. Uh, so how heavy, like when you squat now, when you load it? Um, on back squats, uh, probably around the same for back and squat or back and front right now. Um, like around like... The heaviest has been a little over 200 pounds for reps. Yeah. And so. when you split squat, would you just like dumbbell load it or body yeah. weight? Yeah. Dumbbells. Yeah. How heavy do you go? Uh, I think the heaviest I've been going is like 50 or 60 in each hand. It's pretty heavy, dude. <laughs> for like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And it feels good though. Yeah. It definitely for sure feels different and I'm sure it will for a long time, like from right to left. Um, but, but yeah, like feels, feels good. Feels safe. Like. My knee's tracking in a good way, so. And that's yeah. six months afterwards. Yeah. And do you, is there any, do you still go through like the PT protocols and stuff? Like what else is on the list of it? Yes. So I still do like the extension work. Um, now I'll do it like on a yoga block, add like some weight on my knee. Not a ton. We're not trying to like have someone like sit on it or yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. straighten it I out. Get, yeah, I get it. But uh, just still like, because it's definitely, um, you know, like extension could get like I'm at full extension, but it's definitely like a little different than my left. So still working on getting it to be 100 um, percent or as close as we can to from left to right. Um, still doing a lot of mobility work, um, just working again on getting like super good range of motion, both through flexion and extension. Um, and then usually like I have one of my sessions a week is on like a lot of unilateral work and balance type stuff. Um, that honestly is pretty boring, but it's gotta be done. It helps, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, it's part of it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's still, but like now we've progressed to a point where like my rehab for my knee doesn't really look like rehab anymore, if that makes sense. It's like more back to like regular working out. So well, I was going to say like, if you just went through those numbers off the top and it, it wasn't you, that's impressive for anybody probably. To come back, like, hey, I tore my ACL six months ago. I'm squatting 200 pounds. I'm single leg loading 100, 120 pounds per leg. I'm mm -hmm. doing volume. Like, that would be like a full recovery for most humans, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Obviously, like, you're going to do the crazy <laughs> shit that you do. Yeah. Uh, but if we talk about, obviously, the physical stuff, but like mentally, how how does that progression work? Like, obviously, you tear it, you're devastated, you're pissed mm -hmm. off, like, you don't believe it. And then how do you, I'm sure the journal obviously, like, helps you go through it, but how yeah. does that, when do you stop being like so salty about it? <laughs> uh, or do you ever, I mean, I would, I don't know. Like I've never knock on wood had an injury like that. Like I've done the normal things where like you have these terrible sprained ankles, which take almost longer than a break sometimes, mm -hmm. which is annoying. Cause it's like, you can't do shit, but yeah. still it's not like you don't have to go do surgery. Mm -hmm. the, the rehab isn't the same. Like how do you, I guess in the, over the last six months, like how did that work? Yeah. So, I mean, initially it, you know, like you were talking about, it just kind of flips everything upside down. Like all the plans, you know, that were in process for the next few months were now a no-go. Um, and I think it almost like you have like a mini, or at least for me, like a mini identity crisis. 
because you're I mean for me like a lot of my I mean I've been an athlete like pretty much my whole life yes um and not even just that I would say but like my identity of like what makes me happy what you know moving every day going to the gym pushing myself um performing all that stuff like I'm I get a lot of fulfillment out of that and when you can't you know, like I would sometimes be like, I need to eat lunch. And I'm like, but I have to crutch my way over there and have to figure out a way to bring my food back to here. And I like, yeah. can't. and it's just, you know, it's just your world gets rocked. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like a huge deal, but like it feels like very much so at that point in time. Um, to you, it's your, yeah, it's your whole existence has been this, like you're, <clears throat> I joke, it's like you go through these, you become different people in your life. Mm-hmm. Like you play sports in college. Like when we meet people, like I don't talk about any of that stuff. That's my other life. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's over because you did it. And even if you were like, you're the man, you're the woman, you had the juice. Now you're in this other world. No one gives a fuck. It's over. And you kind of keep going through that progression. But we've figured out a way where we can hold on to that for way longer than the normal person. So you're now in your 30s and you're now like, well, I'm Colleen, I'm super fit, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When people see you, they know. Like you don't look normal. I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah, like you just, you don't like when I was at Sprouts the other day and this guy's like, Oh, I need to do what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Rewind the clock 30 fucking years. Good luck to you. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm like, you can't dude. Like, yeah, like I, I've been right. built for this since third grade. You're the same way. When, when someone sees you walk into a coffee shop or a restaurant, you don't look like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And so it, even if you didn't want it to be, it is your identity. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I'm sure you're like, well, am I ever going to be that person again? Or like, what, the, how do I, and I use myself as an example. If I didn't play sports, dude, I probably have no fucking friends. Like I probably, you know what I'm saying? I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't social. Um, no, I was you the know, same way. And yeah. it's like, it's how I got girls. It's how I got <laughs> friends as dudes. All my friends now really are like, are from the gym. Yeah. Or like, if I'm not fit, are we friends? <laughs> I'm not trying to be, like you saw me in the street. You're like, oh, here's a dude. He doesn't lift. I'm not talking to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's our whole world is this weird subculture of, mm-hmm. of fitness. So it's how it's, it's our whole life is built up. So I'm sure you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. And I think too, so it's interesting because I think, um, you know, cause people ask me, you know, what was worse, like going through your shoulder stuff or this. And I think personally my shoulder was way worse, but I think so much of that was that I was just in a way different headspace back then and I think like where I was in life was just so different that I feel like I'm just in a better place to handle something like this now again not that does not make it easy or less shitty or anything like that but I think um having like at the time you know I didn't have my job yet but like having school as like this other thing that I was doing and progressing through I think that helped so it wasn't like athletics was everything that I was doing at that point But I think it also just what helped me after like just, you know, like feeling all the mad and sad feelings was just like, um, again, trying to, which it took me a while, trying not to go down the, well, at this point in time, I should have been doing this. And here's all the things that I'm missing out on. It's like, that's not happening anymore. That's an alternate universe that doesn't exist. (laughs) So like, I can't go down that path. But I think what really helped me journaling really helped me a ton. And I I wouldn't say I'm a big journaler, like uh, other than this, like I don't wake up and journal. Like I think it's great, but it's just not something I've ever done. Yeah. Um, But it's helped me a ton through this. I think having like super supportive people around me um, 
and also having my coach to have like a very, a plan that I really believed in and trusted in. I think that brings a lot of peace to the situation. So, cause it's already a stressful situation as is. So I think that helped a ton. Um, just having my faith in my life helped a ton and just like grounding myself in that was huge. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely a process and I think it's important for me, like my coach would tell me from time to time, like this is a not a linear process by any means, both physically and mentally. And I think it's okay to like, you're going to have shitty days and it's also okay to like be mad and frustrated with those days for sure. And like, that's all right. Um, but, but yeah, so I think it was just like learning to reframe my goals for the short term and again, try not to like wish time away either. Um, you know, it's like, just be in it for now. Like, even though you just want to fast forward the clock, you know, a few uh, more months. I but. think <laughs> I think everybody listening um, can go back to 2020 and feel the same way. I think a lot yeah. of people like there's been t- and I, I mean this uh, like early. I'm talking like early pandemic mm-hmm. shit. I'm like, can we just fucking move forward, yeah. bro? Like two weeks to slow the spread turned into two fucking years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, we can fast forward a lot of this bullshit yeah. and move forward. Like, that's how I felt. And that's the only right. time in my life where I was like, I'm just kind of wishing Time like, away. Yeah. My wife would go to sleep at like six o'clock. Yeah. It's fucking light outside. And mm-hmm. she'd be like, I just don't want to be awake because I just want the next day to come, yeah. which is terrible. And I can see how I'm sure the first time, because like CrossFit, when you're doing with your shoulder surgery, it's your whole world. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing you're probably doing right. for the most part. And you're just like, fuck, let me just get through it. But you get to the point where you're like, well, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just wish away six months in my 30s. Right. Because that'd yeah. be, it's, yeah. it's a terrible way to go. It's <laughs> yeah. not real healthy. No, no, definitely not. So, like, when you, obviously, like, you're mentally going through it. And I think, obviously, there's a probably a, there's a progression there. If you were talking to, and I'm sure you're, obviously, you're more mature. You know, you're a little bit older. You have some, a perspective there, too. Yes. Like where I yeah. didn't lose my leg. It's still attached. Yeah. It's just, I can't do shit. Yeah. Right now. Right. Um, for somebody who is going through the same process, maybe they tore their ACL, Achilles, shoulder, mm-hmm. or just they're coming back from something. Is there just basic, and you shared a couple of them, like just by accident. Like what would you tell them? Like, hey, they just, they have a surgery coming up or they're injured. Mm-hmm. What is your best advice to them? Obviously, like you had a coach, and I do think that's probably – like the biggest one because I do think mm-hmm. people just get surgery and they're like, well, fuck it. I'll figure it out. And I'm like, it's just, there's so much to it. Yeah. But if you were to tell someone like, Hey man, like here's my top two things. Like this is the two things that helped me the most. A, obviously having a coach mm-hmm. and then just not like, I guess, you know, thinking of a different future Yeah. every yeah. second of the day. That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. I do think like keeping track of like workout, like, PT stuff like whatever journaling looks like to you like because I'm not saying you have to because a lot of my like quote-unquote journaling that I did wasn't like how I didn't always write what I was feeling that day but I just wanted to document like physically what I was hitting that day um I think it's also been helpful again not that everyone's uh injuries and stuff are the same but it's been cool to talk with people they're like oh like what did you do when you were at this point and like right now I'm like I so I can refer to this but I would say like just documenting the process I feel help like helps you stay more present because like you're talking about like 
it's easy to get caught up in the past of like, I wish I didn't do this. I could have avoided this. This sucks. Like, how did I do this? Injure myself doing this thing I've done a million times. But it's like, that's not useful worrying about that. Like, no. and also thinking about like all the stuff you can't do or maybe that your future is going to look a little different or like you're just trying to wish time away. That's also not productive. So I think like the documenting, the journaling and stuff just like keeps you in that day, in that moment more, or at least it did for me. Um, I think also, again, like having a really good PT, a coach that understands what your goals are. Like, so if you're not, like if your goal isn't to just be able to walk and like jog again, if you have other like, and you should, like, I think it's important to like be able to like live a healthy, good life. Like, even if you're not trying to compete, like have full range of motion and like stuff like that. Like, make sure you have someone in place to, like, get you through that kind of stuff. So, like, you don't have to, like, try and figure that out on your own. Well, so. no. Well, you see people, and I used to train the a group of physicians at John C. Lincoln Hospital, like, in the cardiac rehab. They have, like, mm-hmm. a full gym. It's pretty sweet. And you'd see uh, the PT person who was there. <sighs> Bless her heart, man. Um, she would see these people come in, like... I'm assuming they're less like insurance patients and they have mm-hmm. to be there. I'm talking like work boots and fucking yeah. jeans and stick them on a leg press, do a couple reps and like the dude is out. And it just looked like this lady had the worst fucking job like on the planet and I felt terrible for her. But the point is, is these people, I think sometimes just kind of mail it in mm-hmm. like they punt it and they feel like, well, you know, I got hurt. This is just the best it's going to be. And I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of just move through it. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. But it takes work though. Hundred percent. It's it's brutal. It's painful. It's not comfortable. Um, it's tough mentally, but it's a hundred percent worth it. Like hands down. Um, I would say also a huge thing for me was like creating goals inside the gym that had nothing to do with my knee, because I think it's really tough. Um, because there are going to be like a lot of obstacles and like some setbacks within the rehab process. It can just be pretty daunting if like all of your goals are centered around that. So I think for me, like that was helpful. Um, And like we talked about, just like reframe my mindset of like, there's so many exercises that I can still do that have nothing to do with my knee. Well, that's the thing. I think you, when you focus on like what I can do versus like what I can't do, Mm -hmm. it's way better. Like hundred percent. Yeah. You can still do curls, bro. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you can. Got into lots of bodybuilding stuff (laughs) during my time. I (laughs) mean, there's worse things (laughs) that you could be forced into. Yeah. I do think that, like, I would be, yeah, that's the only way I would be, I think, sane. Because if we go, if we backtrack, to not be able to, like, train through it, Mm -hmm. to live through it would suck. Because I don't, in your, and maybe you're similar, maybe not, I don't. I don't share a lot of things. Um, I'm not, I don't get real fucking sad. And if I do, I just swallow it. I'm like a 1960s dude. It's going to one day I'm going to lose my shit for sure. Um, but I just kind of just bury it real deep. And then I just kind of move forward, but I just train through it. Like if I'm having a shit day, maybe I just physically like, I don't feel good or business or life or, you know, whatever the fuck it is. I'll just come in and work out. And when I'm done, I'm like, yep, I feel way better. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I did an awesome workout. I'm shredded. Fuck it. My life's great. You know, real yeah. basic, like, right. like a man. Uh, <laughs> we're dudes. You know, we're real primal. Uh, but if I couldn't do that, I'm like, how do I stack up wins another way? Mm-hmm. And that's what would be tough when you can't do all this. But you still can do other things. For sure. Even if it is in the gym and it's like real 
real small stuff. And I do think mm-hmm. that's probably – we see it from people here too sometimes where they have an injury or they're being held back and like, well, I just can't come in at all. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, like mm. you can – we can put you in a chair and you can still ski if yeah. you need to. Like there's a million things you still can focus on, which mm-hmm. again, it's just a perspective thing. And then you can't play the game of like, well, why me? Cause yeah. we could do that all day. No. Yeah. And there's always people who have it like way worse. Yeah. And now six months and you're almost back. Right. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Which brings me to the question. David Jack asked me and BJ this one time at dinner. And I'll ask you too, obviously, since you've been through it. He was like, if someone took your body away from you, like uh-huh. today, like, he's like, would you be cool with it? Like, could you go through your life? Like, if it, we were just you, uh-huh. you're still healthy, yeah. but you just, you don't look like you anymore. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I want to, like, take the high road and be like, yeah, I would be super cool with it. Uh-huh. But I don't know, dude. Like, I would struggle. Like, am I still working out, but I just... <laughs> don't see results yeah you just like look like a bag of shit basically right <laughs> or you just you're not you you know because uh-huh. and you might not be the same like where i don't i and i say i wish i could go back and have a the brain of a 25 year old where i still thought it was cool when people said i look good on the internet mm-hmm. but i don't give a shit anymore like that ship sailed for me probably like seven or eight years ago now we do it to just help people obviously like you game it for for mm-hmm. instagram and those things but it doesn't motivate me. However, it is who I am. Mm-hmm. Like you ha- you get a self-confidence from this machine that you've built. Not only like the way that it looks, but it can do things and it can move a certain way. Right. And if that was, I have a confidence like when I walk into a room and I'm like, hey, here's a room full of billionaires. I'm like, I don't give a shit because I'm me. Mm-hmm. And you guys can't buy this. You can't do this. This is something that you built and we've put so much time into it. So if you if it wasn't you anymore and maybe when you're like old as shit, it might be, mm-hmm. but if you didn't have it today, like, would you be cool with just like, oh, this is my life. I'm just like a normal person, but I don't look like this anymore. <laughs> like, would you be cool with it? You might I mean, be better. I, you might be better than me. I don't know. Like, I don't, that's tough. Cause it's like, cause that's for sure. Like, and especially in the last, like, but that's tough too. Cause it's like, you know, you like, I love moving and working out like because it just feels good I also like pushing myself and all that stuff but like I think we're all human it's like okay to want to look good too yeah <laughs> like, well especially when you put in so much time yeah so it's like that's the thing is like I think that was like what CrossFit kind of brought to me was like um that I was so caught up in like because post college I think we've talked about this on this podcast before but like I was going to the gym purely because I was like, I want to be like skinnier and I want this to be bigger and I want that to be smaller. And that was just like a mental fuck for me, but like for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, like with CrossFit, I think that's a thing is like, yeah, like I like when my arms look big, but it's also this other thing where like, I know what they can do and I know like all the work that I put in to get them there. So like, so it's so different. It's not just like, so yeah, that's, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what David Jack does. He has these terrible yeah. fucking questions. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just trying to eat a steak, bro, and have a good time with you guys. Yeah. Right. But he goes real deep. And but I'm it's like, also like you, yeah, like there's other like huge pieces to my life that are like far greater than that and that like make up who I am and like what's important to me. So like, but I think they all play a role like with, you know, like one another. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all who you are. It's like yeah. when people see it, to me, it's not like. I don't give a shit what anybody looks like. It doesn't matter. But when I see it, I'm like, oh, that person's worked really hard. Mm-hmm. Like they put a lot of time into it. 
And I would hope as I get older, like people listen to the things we say and what I write, not just like, because you look a certain way. I go, right. but again, you can't be naive enough to understand like it's all connected. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that's For what sure. people, you know, hundreds of thousands of people follow you because you perform and look a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they do for some other reasons. I don't know. But like that's, you know, that's the base mm-hmm. of it. So it's just, it's a tough question. But it's yeah. like, I, he said that and I'll never forget it. And I think about it all the time. Like, I guess there's other things I do that are cool, but this is like me, dude. Like, <laughs> this is like, I want to hold on to it as long as I can. So now, like what, um, so what is a normal day like now since we're not, or what is the, is the bobsled dream dead or what is it? on hold or how does that yeah. kind of unravel no more bobsledding now That's uh it. for now i'm living vicariously through my boyfriend who's still bobsledding so um yeah but yeah no bobsledding for me um yeah which sucks like it, it sucks to get your time cut short like not on your terms but um but again like i it's pretty wild to think like over the last like six months or so like it's this year was definitely not what I expected, but like, I don't know if I would change anything, which is pretty wild. So if you could go back to the same day and not do it, <laughs> would you still be like, fuck it, let it rip, dude? No, I mean, that'd be pretty hard, to do, but yeah, but, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But explain it. So yeah, it makes sense. So like for me, I just feel like since I, so basically to go back, so like I was working on my master's degree in kinesiology and my data analytics degree. And the goal was like, after I was done with bobsledding, however it panned out at the end of this year was to, I'd be done with those degrees. And the goal was to start interviewing for jobs as a data analyst. And so with my knee (laughs) giving out, I was like, okay, well, I have a lot more free time. Like I might as well just start interviewing now, like before I'm done with these degrees, it can't, can't hurt, like be good practice and stuff. Um, and stars kind of aligned and like, God really does have a plan. Cause I ended up, uh, getting a job as a data analyst, um, and have been doing that for about a little over two months now. Um, and I just think this is your first real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 32 years old, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> How many months are you in now? A little over two months. We'll bring it back in a year. No. <laughs> See how much you think this job sucks ass. I'm kidding. I'm sure yeah. it's awesome. But you wanted to do it though, right? Yeah. What does that even mean though? I asked you earlier. A data analyst? I'm just picturing you're like Neo in the Matrix and right. you're just typing yeah. on the computer. I don't know anything. I am at the computer a lot. Yeah. Um, so essentially as a data analyst, I'm collecting, cleaning up data, um, like building data, data models in order to help the company make the best informed decisions they can moving forward. Um, And as a data team, like we work very closely with pretty much all of the other teams at the company. So it's, it's pretty cool. And it's, it's cool for me, like, and not to get like super sentimental or like deep here, but like in undergrad in swimming and stuff, like I, felt like I was barely staying afloat academically. Like I swimming was the be all end all. Like I feel like academics was like a means to an end. Like I have to do this in order to keep That's performing. So, dude, this only reason so, is only reason I was in college, dude. Yeah. So yeah. and like to me, I think a lot of it was I inherently kind of felt like I'm just bad at that. Like I can't do school. I'm 
like dumb when it comes to academics, all this stuff. And so I had a lot of like anxious feelings around going back to school because I was like, is history just kind of kind of repeat itself? I'm like, we're just going to be in a mode where because that's the thing, like I want to do if I'm going to do these things, I want to do these things like when I was still doing CrossFit and started school again. I was like, I want to do these things 100 percent. Like I'm not trying to be like average with both or something. You know what I mean? So um so I think through that process, like I developed better time management habits, all that stuff, and like really put more time and energy into the school side of things. It definitely doesn't come as naturally to me, but like I just realized like I just have to, these are the ways I have to work in order to be successful in it. And I feel like I proved mostly just to myself that I could do it. And I think that not only helped me like in life, but it bled into sports as well. I feel like I had like a more well-rounded confidence of myself. Um, and it's just wild. Cause like, I remember my dad, like years ago, he's in tech and like, he was like, you should take some coding classes and stuff like this. I was like, absolutely not. That sounds miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and like, here I am a data analyst and I've actually like gotten to work on projects where I'm legit coding and I really enjoy it, which is like just super crazy and stuff but like I don't know I've just found it to be like super fulfilling and like I love that I get to like explore this other like side of myself so to speak so yeah it's been really cool that is cool because that sounds like a nightmare (laughs) Uh, I'm like I don't understand anything you're just saying right now uh but it's like your skill set yeah like but again obviously you're smart you're intelligent and you can take the same focus from I everything I go back to sports I always do. 100%. I'm like, oh, it helps so, a ton. Like, have your kid, if your kid plays sports, play all the sports, dude, and lose. Mm-hmm. Like, take a fucking L, man. Right. Like, the only reason I can take, I mean, I get kicked in the face all the time, but I'm used to it. Because, like, yeah. no matter how good you are, like, mm-hmm. you're going to lose. Right. And it builds a self-confidence, and you've just basically taken it and now put it into yeah, something completely different. Right. Which is crazy. So, yeah. you're still kind of rehabbing, you're still kind of training as mm-hmm. you're working, and that's what the phase of life is now. So you yeah. go to work, you work out and that's just mm-hmm. kind of it. Yeah. And yeah. what are the, what's a normal, you just like, is it still all rehab or are you kind of like in a normal split now? I'm in a normal split. So right now I've got two lower body days, uh, two upper body days, and then like one or two days that I just work out at home and I usually come up with some sort of like CrossFit style Metcon thing. Um, and those are good too. Like, especially on days where like, I know work's going to be like more intense or like longer. Like it's just a lot quicker in and out of the gym versus like my other, like my leg days still take a long time, especially with like the added like stuff for warm up and mobility. And then, um, on my lower body days, I do like the hot cold tub. So it's just a longer time of being there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the split is now. Is there anything you can't do yet or you don't do? Uh, so I haven't done squat cleans yet. Like I can. Oh, just like stupid shit. <laughs> oh, you mean just like just with dumb, like moving just around, dumb, just like... dumb stuff. No. <laughs> like day to day. I don't mean I don't mean that everybody. If yeah. you're listening, yeah. Uh, but this is complex. But you can right, like right. you can squat, you can lunge. Yes. They can like laterally move. Decent. Yeah. And you run how far now? I only do like I've been doing uh like strides, so I'm only running like 50 yards at a time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get your email too, and I'll put you on our. If you ever want to come to our Metcons when you're healthy. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd we do be them awesome. On Sundays at eight. Yeah. And just to really destroy um, 
some of the dudes that come here in their confidence. <laughs> uh, my young kid, Alec, I know he would love it. He's 20, is he 26? And like, he did, again, he doesn't know. He, again, like we're old now. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with me saying that. I'm really old. You're getting there. Um, but like they're 26, like they don't know anything. So yeah. like I show him and like, this is what she looks like. And he's like, bro, it looks like my body. He goes, I, I go, how much you weigh? I go, you probably weigh about the same too. I go, except she's way stronger than you, dude. And I shared that he didn't come, he doesn't come from like the strength background. So now uh-huh. like he's split squatting now, he's deadlifting, cool. he's doing new things. Yeah. And when I share him some of the numbers, he's like, yeah, I'm like, your friends are not strong, dude. Your friends are the weakest <laughs> people on the planet. I'm like, cause they just don't know, but yeah. I'll, I'll get your stuff. I'll yeah, push yeah. it whenever you awesome. feel good. It's nothing, we don't do anything dangerous. It's just, um, some of the running stuff might be slightly longer either, although I hate it, but a lot of mm-hmm. it's just like. Uh, bike ski, row, uh, bikers, assault bikes, the normal stuff, sled pushes. Just oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, stuff. all body weight stuff yeah. in a metabolic format where it's like you'll be fine. Like today mm-hmm. we did uh, overhead plate carries around the building. Oh, um, nice. We have like these sets of thirty pound chains. We have them do some protocols with that, or like lunging, like three hundred yards, just like oh nice, yeah, stupid, stupid stuff. <laughs> uh, but it helps because it's usually lo- like those protocols I'll do on my own, but shorter. Yeah, and it helps like hey, let's ski a 5k which right. is absolutely awful yes but if everybody else is doing it 100 you'll yeah. do it for sure um but i'm gonna do some fun ones quick before i let you go yeah um i know we've done some of these before worst workout you've ever done or can remember or one of them uh-huh like overall is there one does a swimming one count yeah why does it not? I don't know. I can't even barely, oh, I I can barely swim. <laughs> sure. It seems awful to me. So it's this workout that we did a few times while I was at Cal. I don't know if they're still doing it over there, but it was called under overs. And like, I kid you not, like people would like tear up when it was announced. And these it's are like, all already division one yeah. level swimmers. Yeah. What does it look like? So it's, I believe it was like eight to 10, 50 yard or fifties. Um, so two lengths of the pool. Um, and they're called under overs because so on the way down, you go underwater, no breath, you can breathe at the other end. And then over is you're swimming on top of the water, like freestyle, whatever. Um, but still no breath, but they're on like a really tight interval. So like you could take as long as you want at the other end to breathe, but like you got to make it back before. Usually we do these on like 50 seconds. Oh yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. So Jesus. like it was just... It's like, like basically Bud's training. Yeah. You guys are going to be on this fucking seal, like. SEALs team. <laughs> yeah. So that was probably like, again, like I've done some like pretty gnarly like CrossFit style workouts and stuff too. Like that running event at the games was pretty bad. What was <laughs> the, I'm going to, I'll get to it in a second. Yeah. I remember when you say the swimming one, because it's on yeah. the top of my head. I remember being, we, because we go to Coronado um, a lot. We'll drive over, stay, hang out. And I remember last, what was the, maybe it was the time before that. It was warm. We're at the beach, so the Hotel Dell was on the other side of Coronado, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there just, like, having a beer like a normal person. Yeah. And they have, like, the Buds training going on. Really? Yeah, because the base is just down oh, the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so they're going through it, and, man, I've never felt bad for more kids in my life. And it's, like, in the water, just getting fucking blasted, mm-hmm. boats carrying over your head. Then they come out and do, I think they call them, like, are there sugar donuts, maybe something like that, mm-hmm. where they are almost like completely vertical, like how you do stop, drop, and roll as a kid if you're oh, on fire, yeah, yeah. but through the fucking sand, uh-huh. like for a hundred yards, oh, and then gosh. come back and bear crawl and just keep this yeah. cycle going. And the whole for like it seemed like forever, and I'm just like drinking a beer, hanging out. I'm like, yeah, 
I'm not built for that, dude. Yeah. The water shit seems like it'd be the worst. Yeah. That or there was a team event at regionals in 2017 that was – so the – do you remember or did you ever see the worm? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a big uh, – A sandbag. Yeah. Yeah. How heavy? Uh, So it was – I forget what the total weight was, but like each section at the time, like now the worm, because teams are now four people, they used to be six. Now the worm, I think it's like equivalent all the way through. Or like there's like uh, – it goes like heavy, lighter, heavy, lighter. So on the old worm – But it's like one big – it's like a sleeping bag. Yeah, but it's got like sections to it that weigh different amounts. Okay, yeah. I've, I remember seeing it, yeah. Yeah. So we did – I think this was the workout. So it was 40 worm thrusters, and then I could be doing the reps do you, wrong. But you, just, you shoulder it? So it starts on one side. So you're all like in a line. You all have it on – like you start on your left shoulder, let's say. So you squat down, and on the way up, Full you bring press. it over your head to the other shoulder. Jesus. And I think the workout was 40 of those and then 40 burpees over the worm. And you have to be synchronized with your team. And then 30 worm thrusters and 30 burpees over the worm. And that was like uh, – it was just the Aerobically, it just sounds terrible. It was really, really bad. Imagine just doing – we call it like a squat to press, the thrusters, same yeah. thing. Like imagine doing 40 mm-hmm. and you're just 40 burpees. Like mm-hmm. that alone right there is awful. And then doing 30 and 30 by yeah. yourself, right? which is dumbbells. Mm-hmm. So you have to do everything. All the reps are obviously in sync. Mm-hmm. What if you're – and you got a teammate who's just smoked. He's just dying. So on the burpees, I was that person. Yeah. <laughs> I was like <laughs> – Come on, Colleen. <laughs> fuck. I can imagine though. God, dude. And so they have to wait for you? Or how does that work? Yeah, so basically I think at the time the rules was like once everyone's chest is on the ground, you can get up and start the next rep. So basically it would be like wait for Colleen, my chest would hit the ground, and then everyone goes up. (laughs) Okay, yeah. That makes sense. God, it's bad too. Yeah. And what was the running one you did? Oh, with the the games? Yeah. So it was a 6K, I believe, uh, in segment. It was like 1.5K loops. And you started – What is a 6K? Four miles? Ish. Yeah. I think Close? So. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I <laughs> I was just like, this use, is long. <laughs> use the Dewey Decimal System, count back by six, <laughs> and we're right there. Yeah. And so we started with a 20-pound uh, backpack. And then every – so you do your first lap. You run into the stadium. You grab another 10 pounds. You run a loop, grab another 10 pounds, run a loop, oh grab another God. 10 pounds. Yeah. And those backpacks suck, too. They were just like, I think they've adjusted them a little bit, but we were definitely getting like, everyone had marks on their back, unfortunately, from, because well, it was just a lot of weight. It's too, too well, because so. we do, have you ever used like the hyper vest? Is that the zip up one with the gray? Yeah. The, yeah, those are very nice. The fucking, but they're the best. We have both of them here, but I think the XLs only go to 40 pounds, Ma- oh, okay. max maybe, yeah. but you can't. Because they're, they're little weights. Mm-hmm. And so you can't load them and unload them quick. But yeah. We have a couple here. Usually we put them between 20 and like 40 pounds, give or take. Yeah. Uh, but I have a ruck. Like they, like whoever, like I think it's a company. I think it's mm-hmm. is ruck the name of it. Go ruck. Yeah. Yeah. I, so they sent me one. I have it in my car. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, no offense. It's a great thing. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. for sending it. Um, but I wear it. Like if we like, if I walk around the air park here, like once in a while, I'll bring it home and walk around the neighborhood, but it fucking yeah. hurts. I like I like mine for um, like hiking and stuff, 
But like for running, it just chews up my back. Oh, dude! Or like, at least the one I have. It'll be like my collarbones, and oh, it's really? just like it just chews into my fucking arms. Yeah. Like it cuts off, and obviously it's like loaded as heavy as it can go. But those are bad. Anytime you're running with load, dude, it's awful. Oh, it's well, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm already like pretty heavy. This <laughs> so now you're like over. Like, now you're like over two hundred pounds. <laughs> you're fucking me running around, dude. Yeah. It's like we're not oh, we're not built for that. No. At all. No. Uh, so if we go. Uh, I'm gonna just run through these quick. Yeah. E, um, PRs for to humble some of the dudes PRs. out there. Uh, what are like the gosh. most your ones that are like your prime prime you? Um, um, if it's like deadlift, squat, snatch, clean. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I've snatched two ten before. Um, I've front squatted three hundred. Um, and I think my best clean was from a hang actually, which is kind of well, my best power clean. I feel like that's but uh my best power clean is 260 those are all super fucking heavy dude <laughs> like it just is yeah. like for a normal like a normal guy to load a barbell up on his shoulders and front squat it at three bills it's hard to do mm-hmm. most i don't think most people can get through range of motion like honestly like fully like yeah I, and I, you're always thinking of like the people in your circle and like even friends of ours where yeah like if uh, if Drees comes in here and his prime squatting four fifteen on his back and he weighs a hundred and fucking seventy five pounds, mm-hmm. so impressive. Yeah. And then obviously, then you can keep going up the chain. But a normal person would grab three hundred pounds and fold like a lawn chair, dude. <laughs> like there's no prayer. And you're a female doing that, yeah. Which is nuts. Uh, what about like muscle ups? You have a number? Oh man. If you had a guess, it's different if it's fixed bar or. Yeah. I honestly don't even know. I'm not just saying that. I like honestly 10? cannot remember. Can you do ten? Uh, on the bar, I can do more than ten in a row. Rings. Rings probably around like, I want to say like a little more than ten. Not much more than ten. Rings are hard, dude. Yes. Yeah. I don't like those at all. Well, I, I mean, me- they're like I actually prefer strict. Like I, I started to towards the end of my CrossFit career, started to enjoy strict muscle ups of all things, which is really strange but oh like a real person yeah. um welcome. <laughs> welcome to the group dude uh yeah i remember doing pull doing a crossfit workout at the original old reebok crossfit box mm-hmm. and it was like the workout was like i forget what it was like burpees uh overhead barbell holds while the people were it was a team one um mm-hmm. we're all there and it was like overhead barbell holds while your team did burpees and then mm-hmm. you would all switch but it was over 100 pull-ups Oh, and I'm like, you guys, I go, I'll be here for fucking, you know, at least 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, how many can you do in a row? And I'm like, I don't know, 20? Yeah. And then I die. They're like, oh, no, I'll do like 50 in a row. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, 50. <laughs> and then I watch this nonsense of like a monkey fucking jumping around here. Like, I'm like, oh, we're talking fake pull-ups. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I'm not I'm not against it, you guys. If you want to do it, it's a gymnastics move. It's great, but it's not a fucking pull-up. It just isn't. Like, you, you're never going to convince me otherwise. But I remember being with you uh, in Palm Springs, and you're doing – um, I was doing muscle ups, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, but like swinging your legs yeah. so much. I'm like, oh, I can do that too. And I did one and you're like, no, you don't swing your legs at all. And I'm like, well, I thought it was because I'm used to pull-ups where <laughs> right, right. there is nothing where it's, we're talking extension, boom, extension, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rings, I will say the rings are ridiculously hard to do. Yeah. No matter how you do them. Like, I don't think they're probably the safest thing either for people. Um, but they're tough, but fixed yeah. bar. Yeah. I could probably do 15 maybe. Yeah. I love bar muscle ups. But then I die though. Fun. They get, they're tough. Yeah. Most people can't do those either. 
It's a tough pattern to, really tough. to understand for people for sure. Yeah. I haven't done the, still doing a lot of, a lot of strict pull-ups right now, but I haven't done like muscle-ups in forever. That's another one of those where it's like, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that like, you know, when you're training for like when I was competing in CrossFit, like I was doing this stuff because like you want to be ready in case it comes up. And like now, because I'm not, I'm like, well, I don't need to no. do it. And you can still look the way you want to look and still be super strong without doing, I mean, half the shit you're doing, you don't even have to do. Like really for you. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not. But I just like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not cleaning shit, dude. Uh, dumbbell, yeah. Dumbbells will do. Uh, yeah. In a workout, but Olympic bar stuff, I mean, probably just deadlifts, overhead pressing, maybe squatting. Yeah. Maybe. And then maybe lunging sometimes just because, like, it f feels cool. <laughs> but there's really no mm -hmm. fucking point to load the sp There's just no point to load the spine anymore. I'm like, I don't have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like, never bench press, like, with the oh, flat, really? flat bar anymore. Um, dumbbells all the time. Okay. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's range of motion's bigger, I'm like you can hit different angles. I feel mm -hmm. it's safer if you're gonna bail. Uh, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, least favorite exercise. Hmm. Or the one I guess maybe either you don't do it or the one you dread doing the most. Like that I do right now, or like of all time. <laughs> of all time. Go all time. Oh. Um. Or maybe it's one you used to hate, and now you like, oh, I actually like it. Um, or it's helpful. Like, over my lifetime, I would say that I used to, like, despise pull-ups. Like, all of college, I could not do a pull-up. And I hated them. Now I love them, which is cool. <laughs> How many pull-ups can you do now, you think? Uh, like, strict pull-ups in a row? I have no idea. But, like, it, like right now, in my routines, um, What do you usually do, like, sets of 10? When you're doing them? Usually set to like eight. Okay. Yeah. So you probably do 15, 16 if you had to. Yeah, I think so. If the money came down to it? Yeah. yeah. I really don't like L-sits. <laughs> Those are tough. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like I'm too heavy. <laughs> to do uh, yeah. There's a lot of shit. People send me on Instagram like, oh man, you should do this. I'm like, dude, I'm 215 pounds. Yeah. That's not like American Ninja Warrior sailed. That ship yeah. is gone, dude. Even like we do the, we have the pegboard here, obviously. Right. Um, but I'm too tall to have my feet come even close to the wall. Mm -hmm. It would kick me off. So I'm like, it's all yeah. upper body the whole way up, which is hard to do. Yeah. <clears throat> Any of the gymnastic stuff seems like it's. I can still do some of those things, but it's just, it's really tough to do. Yeah. And like, honestly, like I had to practice and again, you just like, there's no point like pistol squats just to do them. Mm. Like took me forever just to yeah. be able to a femur length is long. I'm tall anyway. Right. It's just not my thing. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking hurt myself. Like yeah. an idiot. So some of those things I don't do. Yeah. When you do pull-ups, is it only overhand, underhand, flip the grips? We mix it up yeah. all the time, um, which is fun. Um, so, yeah, like a mix of – like the cycle I'm in right now, we're doing like a tempo on the way up and down, which is brutal. So, like four seconds up, four seconds down. That's, That's awful. awful. Like my lats were <clears throat> smoked. <laughs> What's well, hard for people to well, – I think they said the average dude can do like one pull-up. Like that's the real stat. Like yeah. I think Men's Health like did a poll and like the average male can do one pull-up, which to me would mean the average female can do zero. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And that you can do – that many, how do I say this, as 
heavy as you are. <laughs> no, for sure. Normal, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not light. Normal <laughs> girls be sure. like, oh, my God, you said that. I'm like, but that's what you do, dude. No, like, yeah. You're trying to be this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, I, I know I'm not you could tiny. Wi- you could wither down to nothing if you wanted to. If you stop lifting and like just eat like. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like actually I was looking at pictures last night with my sister of um, like on my time hop, a picture of me after my shoulder surgery came up and I was like trying to get my arm over my head. My arm was so, and same thing with my leg. Like it's just crazy like how much atrophy happens and you're just like, damn, this is. Like, just to get, like, the mass back on my leg, like, it's definitely not easy. <laughs> oh, and it happens it's quick, tough. too. Yeah. Like, how – when did you realize it? Like, after a month? Oh, that my leg was smaller? Yeah, like, when you could look at them side by side and you're like, wow, this leg looks like dog shit. Oh. <laughs> and this leg is still jacked. Yeah. Uh, Were they both? I'd say, like, less than that. Like, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Like, it was – like, I was like, wait, what? Like, well, especially since you're not – like, on my right, you're not doing, like, the regular things, like, walking. That, like, so your body's like, well, don't need this anymore. And, like. That's so crazy. It just, yeah. That you work so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. And in two weeks, it just. Right. Wants to disappear. It's crazy. That's actually pretty. That's really depressing, though, to think about that. <laughs> that's awful, dude. Oh, yeah. man. So, I'm going to work on trying to stay away from any large injuries from now on. Oh, God, so. dude. But now it's like, is it back now? For the most part, like uh, how n- they how they look or feel. Uh, no, th- it's definitely not back. Like, no. like I was doing leg extensions the other day. I can still like see that there's like my left is quite larger than my right. Isn't that crazy? But I think like that's me noticing. Like I think people like see me walk up and they don't. You'd have to like really like focus. Oh yeah, on I, pro- them, I, I could probably. Like, well, you're your own worst enemy too. Yeah, I could never. For tell. sure, you look good. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I couldn't. Um, but I just, I maybe that's like we have a memory of like I just think of you as fit, like, yeah. But yeah. I see, but you even post stuff on Instagram like you still look jacked, like you don't look like not jacked. Thanks. <laughs> you know, like I want to share when I put this on Instagram. When you guys, if you go on there and watch, I'll share. I'm gonna grab like five clips from your Instagram. Okay. But I'm gonna go back and get like some five of like the worst ones. Like when I mean worse, I mean like the best, like where you're, oh, okay. yeah, you're yeah. like doing farmer's carries and shit and you look like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple <laughs> on there where they're like pretty, you're pretty gross, dude. Yeah. Cause when people ask like, my dude Dennis was here leaving today and he's like, oh, it's Colleen coming on the pot Cause they've listened all the time now. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, she'll be in there. And then people like don't know who you are. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is her. And I'll like, I have to find like, yeah. let me get this one right here. Like, uh-huh. oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I go, well, she doesn't look that like every day. I'm like, yeah. but like in action, like it's, you're pumped up. Right. It looks great. I wish like I walked around like that. That'd be um, cool. <laughs> we all do dance. Like I just did curl, curls for 45 minutes and then walk out of here and I'm like, God, this feels great. Dude. Right. And then like two hours later and you're like, like damn, where, where did they go? Yeah. It's depressing. Uh, so last couple of things before I get you out of here. Yeah. Um, so what, what keeps you like motivated and inspired to like, just keep being as active as you are now and as fit as you are now since you're kind of in this mm-hmm. I don't even know like because your life is so I thought about this the other day I'm like my life makes no fucking sense like what I do none of this is like planned none of this is anything and obviously I have friends who are married and have like five kids and I'm still you know here filming shirtless videos um with the tan on getting mm-hmm. all pumped and uh like, well, what kind of music am I going to put in this video? And I'm like, this is yeah. ridiculous shit that we do. Yeah. So you're in this space now where it's like, well, you have like a real job, like a real person, except mm-hmm. you're like this superhuman 
except you're not doing the CrossFit stuff and we're not, you know, trying to be in the Olympics anymore. So Mm -hmm. what keeps you motivated and inspired to like, I'm going to keep training every day and eating this way every day because it's so you're, it's like a, you're a unicorn. Like you're, you really are like, you're a rarity because nobody else really has the same background and just like, Oh, I just did, I just analyzed data all day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like none of your coworkers, if they've ever met you or seen you in person, I don't know if they have. Uh-huh. They got to be like, "What the fuck is this girl's deal?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like you just don't fit. Right. So like, why, why keep training like this? Why keep yeah. eating like this? Like, what's the what's the motivation? Well, I think part of it, it's just so, like, um, ingrained into my routine and like me as a person that um i feel like when i just kind of go on autopilot like that's what i want to do i also know like that that stuff makes me feel good like eating well moving every day um you know i also have like uh like aesthetic goals for sure too so i know that like what that takes in the gym and like eating and stuff but like i mean ultimately it just makes me feel better physically and mentally and i think it's also still fun to like test myself to like push myself, um, in the gym. Um, and yeah. So, I mean, it just like, it's just a part of my life and like who I am. And I think me sticking to these like routines and habits that are so ingrained, like allows me to show up the best version of myself, like in other areas of my life, because like, it just makes me feel good and happier. So, like, I feel like if I didn't do this stuff, like, I wouldn't, you know, it helps me show up the best I can to work, to my friends, my family, like, all that stuff, so. And you don't want to have someone meet you one day and be like, the person, you know, you meet these guys, or at least I do, and where where were we? We were on, like, a catamaran. Oh, my God, this is fucking great. <laughs> um, this has happened, like, 300 times in my life, if if not more. And sometimes I'll be with another friend who's fit. Sometimes it's just me and like Heather and we're on this catamaran and it's just a small group. So it was like, uh, they're like a sunset catamaran cruise. We do these all the time. So we're in California and we go out and it's a guy who's on this plumbing conference who took an extra day to like enjoy himself. So he's by himself. And then this couple who's celebrating their anniversary and they're just like shit faced. Um, the lady was so drunk when we stopped, like we got off early because she couldn't even get up. It was great. Anyways, <laughs> nothing to do with the story, but we're on this and I'm in the front and like the boat captain or whatever is like asking if I can help, like, I don't know, pull the, the yeah. ropes. I don't know shit about sailing. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, can like you, you look strong. He's Come like, you're, you're a strong guy. Can you do this for me? And I'm like, sure. And my wife's like, yeah, put him to work. And he's like, I used to look just like him back in the day. And I'm like, oh, bro, no, you did not look just like me back in the day. Stop being crazy. Um, I don't take offense to it. It's almost comical. But I'm glad he thinks he used to be, like, amazing. The point I'm driving at is, like, if you someone meets you 10 years from now and you're like, well, I used to be in the CrossFit games. And they're like, yeah, sure, old lady. Like, I, bet you, <laughs> I bet you fucking did. You know, because, like, you don't look anything like that at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be hurtful. Um, I think if yeah. I heard that from someone, like I used to be on magazine covers, I used uh-huh. to be this and like, fuck you old dude. Like you yeah. look like shit now. Um, but I'm assuming you, you would be similar to myself where it's like, it's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine like you five, 10 years from now, like not training. No, like not, ac- not exercising. Mm-mm. Like you'll do it to your dad. Yep. Like it evolves and it changes for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But what is the next, like, is there any other 
external goals or is it just, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm just training to look good and feel good. And like, that's just where I'm at. Or there's things you want to do still. I would say like on the broader end of things, I just want to get really strong. I mean, there's like aesthetic. Cause you're not, you're not already. (laughs) Like, what are we talking? What are we doing here? What's but like, on? I want to, I want to put up, like, I want to surpass old numbers and stuff, like particularly on Olympic lifts. And I just want to just see what I can do. You're talking like one rep max stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> like what is it, like deadlift or squat or. Uh, mostly like snatch and clean and jerk. Like competition type stuff or just for you? Yeah. I think it'd be super fun to sign up for like a lifting meet or something. Um, just because I think. Like, that environment is super fun. Um, I mean, a lot of the PRs I've hit, like, are in just a gym, like, you know, in training sessions and stuff. But I think it's fun to have, like, those, um, like, those deadlines and goals, like, external, like, outside of just training um, to work towards. So, yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that's crazy because you're already super strong. But, but when it's the focus, though, and you don't have to do all the other skills, like of CrossFit, of running and doing yeah, everything else. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's where, too, like, I think I've never gotten to just focus on that. So I'm kind of curious to see, like, what I can do. Well, and the volume is way less, too. Because mm-hmm. you're talking, like, one rep max stuff. Right. So yeah. where, like, you're working up to what? Maybe, like, five reps is, like, the most mm-hmm. for training. I yeah. mean, I'm sure there's accessory stuff, but. Yeah, yeah. That's a different world, too. Right. I dig that, man. Well, dude, you're um, you're a freak show, man. <laughs> Thank and, you. I mean that in the best uh, way possible. I appreciate that. Um, where can these um, where can these guys uh, stalk you at? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram, just at Colleen Foch, and then I'm also on YouTube, Colleen Foch. What do you put on YouTube? Everything. Yeah, so it's kind of just been, which is crazy, because like I started it, um, you know, from the time I started it, my journeys changed a ton um but mostly just like documenting day-to-day stuff training eating like right now it's been documenting a lot of um my acl stuff um it's not all about that but um which is cool though yeah for people who even if you didn't turn acl and you're just doing a normal like recovery process from an injury Mm -hmm. it has to be helpful to like see someone else walk through it for sure yeah yeah that's what i'm hoping to yeah i dig that man Thanks. Um, always, dude. Always fun. Yeah. Thank you um, so much. We'll bring you back on when you hopefully don't break anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you guys, again, sure. Instagram is awesome. Ton of free workouts. Ton of stuff on there. I'll, uh, I'll link everything up. I'll throw it on my IG in a second. Uh, all of her stuff will be in the show notes as well. Uh, again, if you guys need something, holler at me. Colleen, thank you, as always. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be back Friday for sure for you guys to wrap. Uh, If you need something, just holler at us. Uh, And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.